0: Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of the disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks. It's not exactly the gospel lesson I would choose on a baptism Sunday. (laughs) The only mention of water is about washing hands and how they're not doing it right. So I thought, I have to be the only person who can't figure out how to match this up with baptism. I am not. Several theologians online were having the same issue. And like always, I prayed for something. And I went back and I read James. James says, every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. A beautiful text to read on a baptismal day. Now I'll be one of the first to admit that it doesn't scream perfect baptismal text, and James is not the book that Lutherans go to first to talk about grace, because there's a lot of works righteousness versus grace as saving. So it took a little bit deeper dive into the Word, and a way to read it with different eyes and hear a message of grace When I walked into the hospital room when Hendricks was born, who is being baptized today, Frankie was there holding him, and he looked like he was ready to lift him into the air and present him to the world. had this big smile on his face, bigger than his face, it seemed, and he said to me, would you like to hold him? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it is one of the most beautiful parts of my calling to visit at the hospital, but especially when I get to do so to hold a perfect, generous act of God. Beautiful acts of love are a sure and certain reminder that life is ever being made new, that God is infinite in his wisdom and love and provides new creations each and every day, not just through babies. There are so many other gifts created and presented every day. They come in the form of a flower blooming, of a wave crashing against the shore, a simple act of dinner being put on the table for you at the end of a long day, a listening ear, a bike ride, a hug in the form of love and support from one another. James goes on to say, You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. Surely, this week, we've all had a reminder that life is not always so good, not always so new, doesn't always seem as if something new is being created. Sometimes it can feel like we are just destructive, angry beings. This week, too many of us watched as two people died at the hand of a very disturbed person and another was wounded. A horrible thing to be seen Something that cannot be unseen. Hard to find God in the moment. And hard to imagine God allows so much hurt and devastation to occur. Even financially, as Wall Street had a bad week this week, tied to the financial crisis around the world, and people indulged in profit-taking, making a scary situation worse, Even gold prices dropped. It becomes difficult to see new creation in the midst of financial ruin or even a financial scare. How many people were diagnosed this week with an incurable disease? How many had a loved one die? And as bad news comes out about things that seem to affect the entire world, you could find humans being human, at the grocery store, online, in the news. Because it's human to want to change a law because that will fix the problem. It's human to want to blame someone because that will make us feel better. It's human to hurl words or fists in anger and frustration at another human being because surely that is what will fix our hurt. But James tells us to be slow to anger, quick to listen, and slow to anger and respond. In those moments of imperfect news or even something new, we are urged to slow down. Process the news slowly and react out of love. React with the capital W word that is in us. And James goes on to say, Be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, They will be blessed in their doing. It's a big reminder. Be doers of the word. Not the little W word, but the big W word. The doers of God's love. It reminds me of the words in John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. Be doers of God's word, of God's love. We can't just walk into church on Sunday and be churchy and lovey here. Well, we can. But if we leave all of that here when we walk out the door, then Jesus gets left here too and all the love that we're supposed to share. Although we absolutely need to practice here at church, practice welcoming, practice loving like Jesus did, we are called as Christians to be doers everywhere, not just here. And James is urging us to remember that, to be Christians, to show Christian love and caring at all times in our life. It's really easy to love and welcome when everything is going well. It's when things are not going well that we especially need to be doers of God's love. And James wants us to see ourselves as, James, as Jesus sees us, not as we see us. Not broken and wrong sometimes, but as capable of abundant love and mercy toward one another in all things, Those who look into the perfect law, hear. those who look into Jesus, into love, they will be blessed in their doing. Not because they did, but because they loved like Jesus loved. James says, if you think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, any religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Adam Forbes shared a three-minute video this week about a man whose friend wanted to go to church. The friend had made the decision after a night of heavy drinking, but he felt in his drunkenness that he would be filled with the love of God if he came to church, that the people in the church would love him. And so he asked his friend to take him to church. But what happened in that instance was the opposite. The man who was drunk felt shunned and shamed and unwelcome. And on leaving the church, he said to his friend, I felt more welcomed on a bar stool than I did in the church pew. I don't see that happen here. I'm not sharing that with you because I see that happen here, but because we have to constantly remind ourselves that any one of us can walk into this space broken and need to be welcomed. It's hard to remain unstained by the world, as James urges us to be. The beautiful, perfect gift is that God already knows this. God knows that we were created with the ability to choose to fail, to be stained, along with the ability to choose to love and accept cleanliness through our baptism. And while it's nice to hear the words of Mark again after five weeks of John and a lot of bread, we're dropped right into the middle of an argument over rituals of religion and how to wash and what to eat and how to eat and when to eat it and how to prepare it. And Jesus is there saying, dare to be something different. Dare to accept the perfect love and righteousness and forgiveness. Dare to live loving like God, like Jesus, the perfect gift. And James is telling us the same thing. Preaching the word of Jesus, pure love. Using other words because we are all different. We all read things differently, hear things differently, understand things differently And in James and Mark today, the message seems to be that that is okay. It is okay to be different. But mostly it's okay to love one another because they are different. And in spite of our differences. Because the perfect gift was given not just for some. Not just for those who can follow every letter of the law. But for everyone who chooses to follow the letters of love. Today, we're going to share a perfect gift with two new babies. We're going to share in the baptism of Hendrix and of Eleanor. When we pour water into the baptismal font, it's just water. Water that comes out of a tap, like the water we drink in our homes, like the water that bubbles by in a babbling brook. It's just water. What comes out of the water is the Spirit of God. The same spirit that blessed Jesus as he came out of the water after his baptism. It's the ritual that begins the good things that are coming out. It is our words, and they are important that we begin our commitment to each person we baptize here. Promises to love them like Jesus loves us. To teach them the word, the capital W, word of God the love of God, and to let them see it shining in us so that they want to be here in community. That when they feel lost and alone in the world, they know that they can come to a community that they have been claimed by Jesus through love, through their baptism, and that there are people who gather each Sunday morning to worship God and to love one another with the perfect gift of Jesus the perfect gift of love. Amen.